You're listening to the Bags and Platt Podcast. Welcome to the Bags and Platt Podcast. Today is Super Bowl Friday, we'll call it. How's it going, Bags? It's going good. It's going good. The snow has come back this morning, but it's tapered off now. The sun is out. It's not the sun that you're used to right down there in Florida, but uh, it's up to 40 degrees today, Platt, so we're a little excited. Going to have some melting going on today. And uh, we just heard some big news. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna get right into it. Um, the Mets, they were having one of the greatest offseason acquisitions you can have. And you know I'm a closet Met fan, and I love New York sports no matter what team's playing. And Trevor Bauer was just right in their grasp. And and I gotta tell you, I before we just came on the air. He just signed with the Dodgers. Now, to back up his move, he's a UCLA kid and he's going back home. And me and you know what it's like to go back home. We're New Jersey, New York kids our whole lives. It's a big deal to go back home. But I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a question at you. I wrote down a few notes about some teams today. The Mets are 35 years out from their last World Series. The Rangers are 27. The Knicks are 48. The Jets are 52 years away from their last title. The Giants are only 10 years. That's the leader in the clubhouse. And the Yankees are 12 years. Now, we've been over this already. But I just feel like this New York City, for whatever reason, for whatever the athlete is today, maybe it's maybe it's the it's the media. Maybe it's the it's the taxes and the expensive living in this area, but I just don't understand why we like these teams are far away from winning. The Jets and the Giants and the Knicks are so far away from w- winning. The Jet, I mean, the Jets are fifty-two years out, Platt. So, for our audience, Trevor Bauer just signed with the Dodgers over the Mets. Now. Dodgers are coming off a World Series. Are they the best team in baseball already without Bauer? Yes. Does Bauer have less pressure going to the Dodgers and being like a two or a three pitcher? Yes. It all makes sense for Trevor Bauer. I probably would have done the same thing. Would I like to see him on the Mets and get this city really riled up and have the Mets make the make the playoffs no matter what and make a series run? Because I know the Yanks are. Platt, what's your take on on those years that I just proposed? So I think the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, are going to be, I mean, they're next in line, barring the Yankees, to potentially win a title or get to the finals. Now, you can call them a real franchise. You can say they're from New Jersey. And you you know I didn't mention them, Platt, because they've never won one, but go ahead. Right. So they are the closest to being at that level outside of, you know, when baseball season starts and and the Yankees take the field. My thing with Bauer, and I was actually talking to my brother about two minutes before we started this podcast. And I said to him, although I'm a Yankee fan, I really would prefer Bauer to go to the Mets because to me, even if the Mets got Bauer, yes, they're, they're right there in the NL, but Bauer going to LA I mean, that team just got better than they were last year. And that team last year, as we well know, was not a fluke. It wasn't Tampa Bay. It wasn't, oh my God, how are these guys here? That was the best team in baseball. And now you just added 
a head case and a headache, but a very talented pitcher who they're going to pay a lot of money to. And, and the Dodgers have to be the favorite. And I just look at this as a Yankee fan now. And I say, here's another wrench that we have to deal with because the Dodgers are going to be heavily favored to not only get to the World Series, but to win the World Series again. And tell me if you think I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely right. Because as a Yankee fan, we're pissed off because now we have to face a Dodger team with a, a Cy Young pitcher. Okay. He just came off the Cy Young. Now we have to play a Dodger team that has one of the best pitchers in baseball as their three starter, possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes our our title run monumental and 10 times harder. If the Mets get them, we don't even care. It's actually like enjoyment for us just to be able to watch the Mets and, you know, be in our home city. But you're right, Platt. Like the Yankees have to be like, holy, you know what? Because <laughs> you want, I mean, you don't want to face Kershaw and then Bauer when, when we don't really have a great staff. And it's all about the staff in the playoffs. We talked about this the whole playoffs last year. We do not have one, two, and three to win a World Series, even with our lineup. We're home run or strikeout. The Dodgers aren't. Now they have the pitching to back up that great National League move guys over mentality. Yeah, they hit home runs too, Platt, but let, let, let's be serious. They also have speed. They also walk. This is not good for a New York Yankee fan today. And that's why I wanted to open up with this with, with, with this acquisition because it does affect not only the, our team, not only the Mets, but the entire Major League Baseball. How are you going to go up against the Dodgers in a five-game series or a seven-game series and expect to win? These guys are studs. These guys are studs, Platt, and it's going to be very interesting to see who can knock them down. They have too much pitching, and I know the Padres are up and coming, and I know the Braves are, are good, and we've talked about them a lot last year. But if you look at the NL right now, I mean, obviously you don't play the game on paper, but on paper, their staff with that lineup, they are better, and I know they have to work out Justin Turner's contract, but they are better than they were last year going into this season. And that's why, as I said before, as a Yankee fan, you look at this and say, okay, Tampa is not as good. Toronto added a little bit to the team and they'll be in a better place. But outside of them in the AL, you look at the AL and you're like, the Yankees should come out of the AL this year. And I know it's early to say that. And now you're going to run into a freaking chainsaw of a potential dynasty out in LA, which is going to potentially have Kershaw as the three. I mean, it's just wrong. And you know what, Platt, before we get to the Super Bowl real quick, one of our hated most hated cities, which is a it's a beautiful city. I've had fun there. But the Bruins, the Red Sox, the Patriots, they've been winning titles for the past decade like it's like it's their job. Okay. We have zero titles in the past ten years. Okay. That's what bothers me is that free agents and people do not want to come to this city anymore and play. Like if you remember Platt in, in, in the eighties when we when we bought everybody with Steinbrenner, it didn't really work out. But you know, at least we were going for it. And guys wanted to actually play here. I'm talking Reggie Winfield, Nettles, um uh, even Tartable. 
You know, guys like that, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to New York. And with the Mets, you had Gary Carter come here. You had Hernandez. You had guys want to come here. I mean, even Gretzky and Messier came to New York to play, Platt. And that's what I'm getting at. It's not, and with football, it's different with free agents, but I just don't see the the, the New York, I don't know if it's pizzazz or, the, the, you know, it's not the same New York sports town, I don't think. And maybe we're, we're turning them away as as the media is so strong. And, and by the way, let's be honest, these athletes are a lot softer than, than we'll say the great one or, or the captain Messier or Hernandez, but I feel like their athletes are softer. They don't want to test New York. They want to almost run away from New York. They want to get, you know, I mean, look what happened to Jason Bay. He hit 35 home runs in Boston, came to the Mets and got booed out of town. He just couldn't handle it. Like there, there's, there's, there's certain athletes that can handle it. And there's certain athletes that simply cannot and have not. And, and I'm just, I'm just, concerned about the future of new york sports well i think it started with the you know the nba guys not wanting to be here and then that seemed to lead to a challenge for all the teams across all the sports right like lebron and those guys and kd yes he went to brooklyn but didn't want anything to do with the knicks so it's like i feel like the nba part of it started that i do going back to bauer for a second it would have been an interesting experiment to see i feel like he would have been a perfect met to be honest with you and i think he's the kind of guy that five ten years ago would have been a perfect boston red Sox. how he's going to fit into la is definitely going to be interesting i mean they have some characters on that team but it's not you know it's not the mets the mets clubhouse going back to the days of you know strawberry and dykstra and good and like anything kind of goes there if the team's good people seem to turn away from everything and bauer i know he i guess he put a, a hat a signed met hat on his Instagram page yesterday saying, you know, let's go Mets. And then he did the same thing with a Dodgers one and he was selling them. So he was playing the cities and playing the fans. And I guess we'll see how all this works out. If you're a Met fan, you know, you could tell me ad nausea that, that you're okay with this. You don't want to pay him 40 million. That's a huge price tag. The guy's not worth more than Garrett Cole. But if you're a Met fan, Yes, you got Lindor. Yes, you had a good offseason, but you didn't get Springer. You still have to figure out your center field situation. And now Bauer is not coming here. And you got to wait for Syndergaard to recover from surgery. So it, it just it, it has a huge – it makes a different impact on the Mets not getting him. I still think the Dodgers would have been the favorites to win the NL. But now they just are the prohibited favorites by even more. Platt, do you think Bauer's agent used the Mets and Steve Cohen and his billions of dollars and his recent disarray in the stock market to raise the Dodger price? Hell yeah. And I think it was incredibly smart of them. I mean, look, this is a business. You talk to any of these guys about it. At the end of the day, there's very few of them that are Mike Trout and they're going to stay in the city and take a discount to stay there. Most of these guys, you know, understandably so, want the most money they can get. On, on their contracts, year in and year out. And, and they were smart. They played two big market teams, both who have a lot of money against each other. And yeah, he's an LA guy and he wanted to go home, I guess. And he got the, I haven't seen the contract yet, but I heard it, it's 40 million a year, which that's just, I mean, that's a lot of money to pay a pitcher, but the Dodgers have it. And I guess it doesn't make a difference to ownership there. 
Oh, it's true. It's true. And I, and I didn't mention that to the Devils because it almost like is crazy that three of the top 10 scorers in the league and two MVPs would actually not even look at the Garden and go to Brooklyn, who's never won a championship. And I don't count out the Devils because there's only two Devils fans I know, and that's Sorelli and Maney. So they don't even really count, although they won three cups. But let's get to the Super Bowl, Platt. Sunday. Well, it's, yeah, uh, it's an of- annual holiday. We got Chiefs, Bucks. Uh, what are your What are your initial thoughts just on the game itself? Um, it's it's in Tampa. Weather looks okay. Saw a few lightning bolts, but whatever. What are your initial thoughts about this game and and what it measures up to be uh, for these two quarterbacks and these two coaches? Well, speaking of Tampa, Tampa's like title town now, right? Like between the Rays being in the World Series, the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, the Bucks are in the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay. The, the city is hot right now. But in terms of the, the that, that's a great comment, Platt. After we just named how many years these New York teams haven't won a title, good call. I, I just I, I feel like the impact that Tom Brady has had on Tampa Bay, whether you love him or hate him, is just astonishing right like Jameis Winston was there for so many years and he was inconsistent and threw a lot of picks and then had a lot of good moments and then you look how Brady comes in and just turns this thing around like it it is again love him or hate him and you can make the argument about the goat thing all day long it's just amazing what he's done to this franchise and he's got a lot of help around him and he has a lot of good talent on offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball that said he has a tall task ahead of him in this game. Do you agree? I mean, what are your thoughts um, here out of the gate? Well, you know what? <clears throat> you make a good point. Uh, Brady coming in, um, he obviously made a great choice about where he was going to go because the Patriots, do, you know, do not have the, the the roster or the depth that that Tampa Bay has. So, in your final years of your career, you don't want to waste time up in New England, you know, losing to Buffalo. So he he made the greatest call you could make. And he's capitalized on every situation you can and every opportunity you can down there. Arians is one of the most underrated coaches uh, in the league. The greatest thing about this game is that there's two gr- – and, and I'll get to this about other teams in the NFL. There's two Hall of Fame – I'm putting Mahomes in the Hall of Fame right now. If, if you want to question me in five years, whoever's listening, fine. Mahomes and Brady, okay – there's a 20 almost a 20 year difference in age. Okay? One is on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. I will not call him anything greater than than that. Mahomes is the most up and coming greatest athlete/quarterback I've ever seen in my in in my 40 years watching the NFL. It's two of the best coaches in the NFL. So I always go back to my point, Platt, like with the, when these teams are, you know, talking about Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones and maybe they're the future. Guess what? They're not. <laughs> you got to have a great quarterback to win the Super Bowl. You got to have a great coach to win the Super Bowl. And if you're not on the level of a Mike Tomlin or an Arians, do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the Belichick and these guys are on a certain different level and they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I don't think Andy Reid gets enough credit. 
Yes, he's going to the Hall of Fame. That's already done. The guy wins a division title in his sleep, whether it's with Philly, with a bad quarterback who can't throw named Donovan McNabb, and he comes to Kansas City. The whole, the whole organization has changed. The whole organization has changed when Brady. So to answer your question, when Brady stepped on that practice field for the first time, everybody took him seriously, different mindset. And look what you got, Platt. You got Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl in their own building. They can't shoot off the fireworks out of the pirate ship because they're not the official home team. But it's it's one of those games where it's like a Marino versus Montana back in the day. You got two Hall of Famers going at it, and it's going to be a, a, a rookie, or not a rookie, but the the old man versus the young man, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to this Super Bowl. Haven't looked forward to many Super Bowls in the past few years. I'm really looking forward to this game. I read I read an article that was talking about the change that Brady has implemented in the locker room, and they said it started the first day on on the Zoom calls. They said he went to Byron Leftwich, who I think is like three years younger than him, and said, "Coach me, coach me hard." Don't treat me any differently than you would any quarterback that plays for you. Didn't come in with Remember any what ego. He said last week, Platt, isn't that funny? The great Wait, ones want to be coached. Exactly. And and that just Not says, to interrupt you, but remember what Halfley said? Yeah, I remember. And 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 he's spot on. And that's this is exactly – he could have come in here with a huge ego and all the Super Bowl rings and his playoffs, and he didn't do that. And I loved what he said after the NFC title game when I guess one of the guys in the locker room, did you hear this, was crying. And he's like, what the fuck are you crying for? We got – our business isn't done. Like we're not happy getting to the Super Bowl. We're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> And, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, the, those guys do. And I still, you know, we have our group text going on. I still, Brady is one of, like you said, he's on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Is he the greatest of all time? I don't think if you were going to get one quarterback and take him to play one game, Brady would be my guy. That said, you can't argue 10 Super Bowls. You can't argue the success he has. And the guy just wins. Is he the, does he have the best arm? Is he the most mobile? Is he the smartest? Is he you know, the best throwing on the run, you'd probably say no to all those things. But when you look at his resume at the end of the day, just win. Like Al Davis said, just win, baby. It's like, that's all he does. Yeah, I enjoyed that show last night. And you know what? Bill Russell has 11 rings and he's not even mentioned in the greatest of all time. So it's like the quarterback position has so much pressure. And and when, when, they, when they lose, it's okay. But when they win, they're put on a huge pedestal. Well, so wait, um, let me ask I you guess. this before – wait, wait, yeah. before you jump ahead. Let me ask you this. Do you think that that's the hardest position in all of sports? Because look at every other sport, whether you're a point guard in the NBA or a center in the NHL or I guess golf is unique and different, but you can kind of scroll through the sports. And to me, I feel like – and this is why getting you know your Trevor Lawrence discussion is so important is that – and what you said before is – I think, and I want to hear your response, NFL quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. You know, I'm going to have to agree with you off the bat without even putting much thought into it because if you throw that pick, I mean, you're just you're just done. You got You're the dog. You got to go into a dungeon. You know what I mean? Like, if you're Gretzky and you didn't and you lost three two in the Stanley Cup final, whatever. 
if you're Patrick Ewing and you put up 48 and you lost to Jordan, you did your best. If you're, you know, Whitey Ford and you lost one nothing to Koufax, what can you do? You know, right. you have a team behind you. The quarterback is such under the microscope that if, you know, just put it this way. There is a there is at least four, I think three or four quarterbacks that have won, you know, multiple Super Bowls. They are put, Platt, on this – like Bradshaw, he didn't even have like the talent that these quarterbacks had, Platt. He won four Super Bowls. It doesn't even matter that he had like this amazing team with Elsie Greenwood and, and Mean Joe Green and, and Franco Harris. Montana is put on this another planet because he never even lost one, okay? Brady is actually – I think he's he's going for his seventh, but you know what? They still bring up his two losses, so that should almost just validate what you're saying. He's been to ten, and he's got two losses, or he's going to ten. He's got two losses, and you know what, Platt? People want to bring up those two losses, and guess what? He should have lost a few more if, if the if the coaches weren't you know moronic in their play calling. And he didn't well, three cheat. losses, right? To the Giants twice and, and the Eagles. Yeah, and he didn't cheat twice. Right. Yeah, and, and then you go ac- across Deflate the field. Deflategate and, and um, Spygate. Yeah, and then you go across the field and you and you have this unbelievable talent in Patrick in, in Mahomes. And he is probably the most unique quarterback we've seen to this date in terms of the angles he throws the ball the position of his body, his no look passes. You know, he's almost like Brett Favre and I've Aaron never Rogers. seen a no look. I've never seen a no look pass until him, by the way. The yeah, NFL. he's like the best of like five quarterbacks rolled into one. I mean, the guy can scramble. He's mobile. He's smart. He makes good decisions. He he's just he's special. Like we're very lucky to be to watch this guy play at the at the peak of his game right now. Now. Um... Comes down to your pick, Platt. Let's make some picks. I see the spread at three and fifty-six. I'll give you my pick first because I have a couple stats I want to give you. Number one, the Chiefs blew out the Bucks in Week Twelve. Number two, I feel like Andy Reid and Eric Bien- and and Eric Bieniemy, because Eric Bieniemy has not been hired. Okay. And that's a big time thing in NFL football today with the Black Lives Matter. And he deserved a job, Platt, and he didn't get one. I have a feeling that's going to make the Bucks pay. I think Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid are going to have better play calling. They're going to be better prepared. Arians is 68 years old. He's the oldest coach to ever coach at a Super Bowl or second oldest coach. He'll be the oldest coach to ever win one. I feel like Andy Reid is favored for a reason. I feel like they have a guy that runs a 3940. I feel like they have the best tight end in football who runs just as fast as wide receivers, faster than linebackers and Kelsey. I feel like the Honey Badger in the secondary is one of the best in the game at, at, still. I feel the pass rush is going to bother Brady. I'm going to bring up Spags, my man for the Giants, who, by the way, was the defensive coordinator 
when they won the Super Bowls against Brady. He knows how to disrupt him. He knows how to piss him off. I am all Chiefs on this, Platt. And I'm actually going to go Chiefs and under. With very, wow, you're going to go with the under. Con- I'm going confident vibes on the under because of Spags and both defenses are underrated. And I feel like, you know, it's not like this. It's not the the Super Bowl that you know, it's not a sellout crowd. It's not going to be, you know, there's still COVID out there. I feel like it's not going to be that, you know, uh, listen, if it's 33-30, I'm going to be happy. But I feel like it's going under 56, and I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm sticking to it. I wonder, I wonder what the what what the lines are. How many people are taking the under? I, I would think the over is just going to be looked it's at. Gonna be, because, it's going to be bet hard. Yeah, it's going to be bet hard. I think the spread to me, just looking at the spread, I think it's way too low. And I think the fact that Kansas City won three more games in Tampa, they beat Tampa in Tampa this year. They're the returning Super Bowl champions. All of the things that you listed, like I thought the spread was going to be five at least. I was surprised that it was that low, and that's probably the Tom Brady effect. But I would have said five two plot. I just think that makes more sense. And I look at you know you look at you talk about the leaders on the teams, and Kelsey had more receiving yards than Mike Evans. They have a good running game. <laughs> I think I think you nailed the point on the head that Bienemy and Reed with two weeks off, Bienemy pissed that he didn't get a job. He's going to want to say F you to everybody out there. And they're going to, I mean, they always do come up with some very cool looking different plays. I think you're going to see a lot of that in this game. I think you're going to see Kansas City moving up and down the field. I think Tampa will hang in the game in the first half and maybe into the middle of the third, but it it can play out very much like last year. I mean, you look at the two teams and they're different matchups, but the 49ers defense was far superior than what Tampa is bringing to the game this year. And the 49ers offense, although it wasn't great, wasn't awful. And Tampa's offense is very good, but their defense is, you know, average. And I know it becomes all about matchups, but I can't see Kansas City winning this game by less than 10 points. And I don't even know if it's going to be close in the fourth. I hope it is. But I'm taking KC no, I, and I'm taking yeah. the over. So you're going KC and over. All right. Platt, KC and over. Bags, KC and under. Love the picks. And you know what? I, I hope for a close game too. Like I, I want to see a field goal to win it. You know, I, I want to see a fair game. I want to see a, a well-officiated game. I want to see it close the whole way. I don't want to have to root for a comeback and kind of tune out in the third quarter or the fourth quarter and – See a couple of miracles. I want just a great football game. I think the country needs it. I think everybody would really love just a great game. I feel I mean, like when Brady, I think I feel like when Brady hugged his kids last week after the game, a lot of people kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. Like you know, he he's a dad, you know, and that makes a difference, especially for you and I as being fathers. It's pretty cool that he brought his son down, gave mm-hmm. him a hug, told him he loved him. I mean, that's that's part of sports to me and. And uh, I'm looking forward to a you know a, a fun Sunday. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Although my but... son has my son has a two thirty game in Wayne, so I got to hustle back. Oh, that's an F. Who scheduled that? Yeah, I don't no. know. That's ridiculous. Let me ask you a question: the, If if Tampa Bay pulls probably, this out, it's probably T boy. Go ahead. <laughs> if if Tampa Bay pulls this out, 
Does Tom Brady retire? You know Should what? I'm going to I'm going to say no just on what he said basically. If I was him, um you know, it's tough to put yourself in this guy's shoes. He actually says he wants to play until he knows it's ready to go. So right now, I I want to say, you know, and I quoted Phil Sims this year. He's been throwing the ball harder than he's ever thrown his whole career. I don't know how that's possible, but Phil Sims said on Showtime, He's throwing balls on a rope that I've never seen him throw like this. And that's Phil Sims saying, it's not me. This guy is getting protected in the pocket. He doesn't have to run. It's almost like a seven and seven on uh, seven on seven drill plat, like playing in the backyard. Um, I don't think his, his career is in danger. I don't think his life's in danger. I think he's healthy. Whatever he's doing, he's going to keep doing. And I know he has uh, two other little kids. Uh, with Giselle besides the one with Monahan. So maybe he wants to play a little more and, and and have his kids watch him play more. You know, Platt, that Tampa Bay is not only going to the playoffs next year, but they probably will be in the NFC Championship. And as Bill Parcells always said, if you're a really good team, you really got you got seven or eight wins on there, and you're only and you, you don't have to worry about the owners that are inept as he said because they don't really know what's going on anyway so just think about it he's going to go to the playoffs next year and the following year if he plays the 45 so why not take why not take the shot but it's all about health let's be honest i think he's coming back either way i i think he wants to keep playing until he can't play anymore and i think if he if he loses or i mean look look at how he went out in, in new england he threw a pick on his last pass most guys would never be okay with that. He just looked at it and said, where's my best opportunity to win? It's in Tampa Bay with Arians. I'm going to bring Gronkowski. I'm going to get AB in there. I have Mike Evans already. They have Godwin. They, they got Fournette in the offseason. And he just moved on to the next one. And that's that's where he's special. But to me, this is Patrick Mahomes' time. It's Patrick Mahomes' day. And Andy Reid and, and Mahomes are holding up the trophy. I'm going to give you – I agree. I'm going to give you one more thing that actually – part of me hurts me to say if you looked at drew Brees last game you said yeah it's time if you look at brett Favre's last game yeah it's probably probably time he shuts it if you look at joe montana and even my man dan marino those arms were just not ready to play in that mm-hmm. last year okay they retired a little too late platt i think drew Brees better retire when I look at Tom Brady right now, I don't see that plot. He's throwing freaking ropes. And yeah, until I until I see that little demise that I from the guys I just named, I don't see him stopping. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm psyched for the game. Hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's entertaining and hopefully it's close. Sounds good, Platt. Enjoy the game. Can't wait for the next show to talk about what happened with the bowl. We'll get into some college basketball. March Madness is right around the corner. We got some good golf events coming up, too. And February is February. We're going to have to make the best of it. (laughs) All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one.